So hello and welcome to another edition of You Are My Borough, um, our regular look at all things the borough. It's been um, it's been an exciting week. It's been a, uh, a lot of travelling week, if you're one of the few that um, have done the exit of Plymouth header, We'll certainly get onto that in a minute. Um, and it's also a week that has set things up pretty tantalisingly for next month in terms of the quarterfinal draw for the Carabao Cup, which we will also get to. But first up, you all right, Dom? Good I'm sound, you. yeah, I'm sound. You, you're back from your travels, raring to go. I'm back from my travels, yeah. I did Exeter, um, tied it in with a bit of a magical mystery tour with the missus and the kids, with it being in half term. So we did Stratford, Exeter, Birmingham, Blackpool. It's the classic English road. If you're doing an English road trip, Stratford, bit of Shakespeare, Exeter, bit of footy, Birmingham, bit of shopping, a nice curry, Blackpool for the lights. Fish, bash, bosh. Did you, did, did you miss the storm? Uh, yes, pretty much really. Funny enough, the, the, the morning before the game at Exeter, we went we went to Exmouth, which is about 20-minute drive away, really, right down the coast on the beach, um, and, and dragged the kids onto the beach in what was starting to become a howling gale. So that went down well, as you can imagine. Um, but then, to be fair, as we were leaving, we very nearly didn't get off the beach because they were putting effectively massive tree trunks all along any of the gaps in the sea wall where people would normally go in and out, obviously just to try and stop the waves getting over yeah. onto the road kind of behind it. So there was a lot of preparation going into it. But yeah, yeah, no, we did really. We kind of missed the worst of that. And then it's obviously you down to Plymouth this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blackpool must have been a bit fresh yesterday just before we... Uh, oh, yeah, Blackpool was wild. So yeah, it, was, it was wet and wild, but not in the old South Shields swimming Yeah, center. yeah, kamikaze way. Wet and wild going down the seafront. Yeah, don't worry about that. But um, yeah, it was all right. Decent fish and chips. So, yeah, I'm a Plymouth I'm a Plymouth Saturday. You were at Exeter Tuesday. Before we before we talk about that Port Vale Cup draw... Um, yes. I mean, that was a two-and-fro cup tie, wasn't it, on Tuesday night? We were only saying before we started, weren't we? Had had Borough not won that and then Port Vale had been drawn against Exeter, they'd have been kicking themselves, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the, there's a few things from that now you reflect. I mean, I think the first thing to say is I think Borough deserve an awful lot of credit for getting through that game because... All the cup cliches were there. Horrible night. Lashing down with rain. Their end absolutely full. The Borough end absolutely full. Proper cup atmosphere. Went behind early to a, a bit of a goal they couldn't really have done much about. Were pretty flat all the way through the first half, I thought. Borough didn't play well in that first half. And it got to half time and you were really thinking, are they just going to limp out here? Um, so I think they deserve a lot of credit for, for the way that they turned it around. And then that second half, was as good a 45 minutes of cup football from a kind of neutrals perspective, I think, as you could ever see. I mean, it was absolute ding-dong, great goals, loads of drama, you know, felt like you were edging towards penalties and then obviously Borough get the decisive penalty in the end. But, um, I mean, Rodgers and Silvera, undoubtedly the performances that stood out, I thought they, in the second half, obviously, in particular, thought they were both really good. Now, maybe playing against tiring League One opposition, how much can you read into that? Yeah, take that, you know. Um, that's not the level that they're going to have to play against week in, week out if they're going to be regular starters in the Championship. But I thought it was a big tick in the box for both of them, you know, carrying a real threat, being direct, being dynamic. Obviously, both scored really good goals. So I think they'll be the two that have given Carrick something serious to think about. 
Um, and then obviously, fair play to Latterlaff for, for holding his nerve and, and stepping up and rolling home the winner. And, and it just turned into a really, really good night for, for the Borough fans who, you know, are, 1,400 down there on a Tuesday night in those conditions with Plymouth coming up. You know, all of that, it, it is pretty extraordinary. And um, But it made the night. It made the night because it absolutely made the atmosphere and and the scenes of the Borough fans kind of celebrating in front of that away end at the, at the, at the final whistle will, will be as good as anything you see this season, really. Uh, and a new ground for you. I know we talked about this yes. a while ago. How many are you on now? Uh, I've got eight left, so 84. That's of the current 92 at the grounds they're at. So if, well, if, if, if you've been somewhere, yeah, and yeah. a new ground, no, I, I say you've got to have gone to the new ground. So 84, yeah. And the great. obvious next question then, is Port Vale one of the remaining boxes to tick? Sadly, it's not. <laughs> Sunderland played an FA Cup third round, eh, no, first round game there in one of their League One seasons um, and got beat. Yeah, so no, I have, I've been to Vale Park. Have you? No, I haven't. But funny enough, yesterday when I glanced, I took great satisfaction from the fact it was still called Vale Park because I used yeah. to take great pride in being able to name the vast majority of the 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't stand the cat and hell's chance now, do you? Not with, now, with not their actual names now. No. Yeah, so unless I am mistaken, and on the ground there is a sponsor's name somewhere there. But yeah, when I looked yesterday and saw Vale Park, I mean, yeah. let, let's get to it then. What a, what a draw. What a draw. And, I, and, I, and I know, you know, you can't underestimate them and all that. Yeah, we, we, we'll talk about that. But what an opportunity. Well, it's another away draw. And to be fair to Borough, they, you know, they, they, that's the one thing that has gone against them in this, that the fans have had to do a hell of a lot of travelling and they're going to have to do it again the week before Christmas. But if you'd said at the start of the season, you can get to a Carabao Cup semi-final not having to play a Premier League team, and with the two teams you've got to beat in the rounds directly before Exeter and Port Vale, it, it just doesn't happen really, does it? So, what a chance. Yeah, what a chance. You know, yeah, you can't take it for granted. Of course you can't, but to be fair to Borough, they haven't done that so far in this yeah. competition. And in the likes of Rodgers, Silvera, Bangura, they've got a level of player who isn't playing week in, week out in the championship, but has shown they're more than good enough to, to be better than League One opposition, which is what they're going to be up against again. So, listen, there's, you know, a lot can happen between now and then, injuries, suspensions, let's see what Team Borough end up putting out. But all things being equal, it's a massive, massive chance for Borough to get the, a cup semi-final. I think the other thing there, you, you touched on it there about the players who are coming in, the likes of Bangura, Rogers, Silvera, Glover, um, Latte laugh. The the players who, who, who are, yes are on the fringes, but are, are heading in that direction of certainly yeah. bull of hope. So these are players who were coming in who were, who were hungry to take the chance, not kind of you know pissed off senior pros who've been who've been on the fringes for two or three years and don't feel like they're getting a chance and are kind of winding the clock down on the contract. The, the players who are hungry and desperate to take their opportunity, and I, and I think that's played in Borough's favour as well. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, players with something to prove, players who have only just come to the club, really, and so this is still quite novel for them. They're still yeah. showing what they can do. Like you say, probably don't feel massively slighted that they're not in the Championship team week in, week out yet. Maybe come the end of the season, but yet, <clears throat> and so yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I, I think 
as 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 we've seen over the last what two three months, whatever team Michael Carrick's been putting out, whether it be the cup or the league, um, it it, it it should be good enough to do the job. You know, clearly it wasn't in the first month, couple of months of the season, but we can rake over that all we want. That's kind of gone now. You know, you feel confident now that whatever side Michael Carrick is picking, um. Will will be motivated to go and do that job against Port Vale. Absolutely, yeah. I think the other thing, the, the good thing about Tuesday night, obviously, is you know Stoke's forgotten about now, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, quickly, yeah. quickly put into the past. Like it, that's the yeah. beauty of that. That's the beauty of having a cup run in there, of having that extra games and the kind of and especially when you look back to the start of the season when when and, and I asked Michael Carrick about this last week when when you go back to the start of the season in Borough couldn't buy a win and didn't look like winning in truth at the time. Yeah. You know, just how important were those wins over Huddersfield and Bolton just to kind of reinforce the point Carrick was making behind closed doors that, you know, it is going to come. Don't panic. It is going to turn. Wins are going to come because nothing for, for all, you know, someone can say that to you hour after hour, nothing builds belief like, like winning games, does it? Well, they were pretty much the only positives in the first one yeah, yeah. of the yeah, season, absolutely. weren't they? So you're right, it, it, it kept the kind of wolf from the door then, if you like. But what it's done is it's set up what we're seeing now. It's set up uh, Tuesday night at Exeter. It's set up, the you know, the, the game at Port Vale, which is going to be a hell of an occasion come what may. Um, and it potentially is, is helped set up a, a semi-final. And then, let, you know, let's see what might be possible from there. So, yeah, you know... If they felt like important games at the time. I think they've become even more important games as, as time's gone on. Yeah, massively. At what stage? If 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 you, I, I realise, you know, we're getting well ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> if you're a championship club, at what stage do, do you start to think, well, you know, because, for example, Newcastle have knocked Man City out. Newcastle have knocked Man United out. Now, either Newcastle or Chelsea are going to get knocked out. Either Liverpool or West Ham are going to get knocked out. Now, if you're a big, if you're one of the bigger clubs, you're looking at that and thinking, "Oh well, they're one of our direct rivals are going out." Yeah. With respect, if you're Bury, you're not. You're just focusing on taking care of your next game, aren't you? But suddenly you look at it and think, "Well, if we can get through here and get Everton or Fulham in the semis, right? You know, what stage do you start to think? Well, hold on, this That's isn't just an enjoyable ride now. That we 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 might, yeah, might have something to play for." I mean, on paper, again, we're getting out ahead of ourselves, but I have to go and win at Port Vale. Everton-Fulham looks the weaker of the other quarterfinals by a considerable distance, doesn't it? And, and if you were to say to Borough, OK, you're in a two-legged semi-final against Everton or against Fulham, I think you'd give yourselves every chance. I really do. Now, you know, as you say, two legs against Chelsea, probably Newcastle, um, Liverpool, that, that's a different, that's a different, that's a different argument. And and it would take a monumental effort, you would feel, for Borough to get through any of those games, probably in two legs. Everton or Fulham doesn't feel like that. Um, so let's get through. Let let's 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 get beat Port Vale. You know that that's the absolute thing, as you say. That's what Michael Carrick will be drumming into the players once that rolls around. We can't look any further than that. Yeah, they absolutely can't. But there's a little glimmer there, isn't there? That that. A trip to Wembley is not out of the question. Absolutely not. But, um, but as Michael Carrick will say, park that. That's December. That's January. Whatever. There's an awful lot of games between to play between now and then. Plymouth Saturday, the Dom Shaw, 
a weird ear to the opposite <laughs> end. How are, you, how are you going to do Plymouth? Let's t- switch to Plymouth. Well, you're, you're driving down in the morning the gear, aren't you? I'm doing it in a day, yeah. Um, oh, my word. So it's a, it's a one-off. It is a one-off. New I'm dad. New dad, to be fair. I think so, that yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a few, there's a couple of things. We've got stuff on on Sunday, so um, yeah. uh, you know, a, a Sunday I could have done with I could do with being back really for dinner time, and then today, like you know what Fridays are like. There's a there's a yeah. fair bit to write on a Friday, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. thinking if by the time I set off today, it's probably going to be mid to late afternoon. Well, driving on a Friday evening is a nightmare, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I've been stockpiling my podcasts all week. And I'm, uh, I'm, well, I'll tell I'm you what, there's the services that. that we found on the M5. I'm pretty sure it's Gloucester and it's TB esque. It's the no. only other one I've seen that's got a proper farm shop belt and sausage rolls and pies and all that kind of corner. If you're a borough fan doing that trip, I'll double check. I'm pretty, it's definitely on the M5 and I'm 95% certain it's Gloucester. So get well, that, get that earmark for the uh, second half of the journey as the stop. Well, that'll be one of them because I'll, I'll set off at whatever time, I don't know, between five and half five. And I'll, I, I can see me locking in a breakfast stop. Yeah. What, half seven, eight. And then the yeah. next, the next stop, I'll, I'll probably be that one then. That way. Yeah. 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 So, Plymouth, um, what's Michael Carrick going to do with his team? Because, you know, to a certain extent in the last month or so, we've had a couple of months, really, we've had a league team and a cup team, haven't we? Really? Um, now, the league team got beat at the weekend, didn't play particularly well against Stoke, I think it's fair to say. The cup team turned it on, certainly in the last 45 minutes. I mean, Rogers, Silvera, Latalath, who obviously got the goals, did the damage in the, in the final third, and in fairness, did the kind of damage that Borough never really looked like doing against Stoke. Stoke. What chance have they got of start of the weekend, do you think? Well, I, I was going to say that you, you were at you were at Exeter, and those three were the ones who came to my mind. And, and I guess the only other one is is what he does in midfield. Did Barlesa do enough to stay, in or, or does does Hackney and House and come back in? We, it's a classic, isn't it? Before we start this, we always have a quick chinwag about what our probable team yeah. is going to be across the bottom. And, and, I'll and roll it on that. And when we're not sure about it, it probably tells us that it's something we should be discussing in, yeah. in the video. Yeah. I, I think that back five picks itself. Um, yes. Vandenberg, Fry, McNair, Engel. Yeah. I thought Bangura was good. I thought Bangura yeah. was good going forward. Um, wasn't really tested defensively. And maybe when he was, I mean, obviously the first goal comes from his slot, although it's hard to say that he's at fault for it, really. Um, but yeah, I, I think Engel. And we wouldn't necessarily have said this two months ago. I think Engel looks the safer option at the minute, certainly defensively. So I think it'll be Engel, yeah. But I thought I thought Bangura looked pretty good. And 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 yeah, I really like Dyke Steele at right back. Um, but we talked about this last week. I just feel like Vandenberg's Carrick's man at the minute. Yeah, there. Yeah, you know, Carrick speaks highly of him every single opportunity, didn't he? So I I expect that to be the back five. I, I, I think he'll go back to Housen and Hackney tomorrow. Yeah, um, I, I do. I, I do. I, I, I think he'll bring Housen back in for, for a, an away game like this in, it, when it's been in a packed schedule and he hasn't played an awful lot of football. And then I catch, can't see Hackney being on the bench. I can't Hackney, see yeah. Housen. So I think it, it becomes Housen and Hackney, yeah. 
And then I think I think it'll be Jones and Crooks. I think the question marks are over the other two. Is it is it Rogers or Greenwood? Is it Coburn or or Latte-Lath up front? They're they're the two. And again, you know, will no doubt be proved ridiculously wrong at two o'clock on on Saturday. But but that yeah, that because I... Stoke was flat, wasn't it? So it was. It was. It, if it was me, if it was me, I think I'd play Rogers instead of Crooks. Um. Because I, you know, I, Michael Carrick, obviously, you, you were you were there yesterday at Rockcliffe, and we'll, we'll you know we'll get onto some of the nitty gritty of what was said in a second. But he was very very effusive in his praise of Crooks, rightly so. You know, it, Crooks has been a fantastic signing, great servant. You know, does um, wherever he's played, he, he's you know absolutely gives his best into everything. I just thought that that Stoke game last weekend maybe showed some of the limitations of him as a 10 in a in a game when it's not quite going for his way. Whereas Rodgers, yeah, he's erratic. Yeah, you can't necessarily trust exactly what you're going to get from him. But he had a 10, 15-minute burst on Tuesday night that I'm not sure Matt Crooks could have produced, put it like that. And that was one of the real keys in turning the game for his way. And I just think in a... In a in a in a run when maybe you know the side that Carrick has been picking in the league has looked solid, but but isn't necessarily overflowing with game changing moments. I think Rogers maybe gives you that. So that would be what I did. But I think I think Michael Carrick will go with Crooks. I think you're right. I think I think Carrick will look at that performance against Stoke and say, "Well, you know what? Let's give that lineup one more chance to see what it can actually do." Um, before we start making those kind of changes. So I yeah, I, I think I think it will be crooks. And obviously he'll have, he'll have much fresher legs, you know. It'll have taken a fair bit out of the team on Tuesday night. So I, that's another reason that probably will tilt it towards crooks. Yeah, but borough borough of, of the flu to and from Exeter on Tuesday, the flat the fly yes. and to and from Plymouth on Saturday, which obviously um yeah, was an they, were getting a bit, they were getting a bit worried about on Tuesday night, by the way, whether that plane was going to be able to take off or whether they were going to be stranded as the storm came in. But um... I remember Newport, the, the Newport defeat years back when that was a yeah. you know, it was Cody Pulis's heroic yeah. return, and then it was yeah. a nightmare game, wasn't it? I remember, that, and that was a night when it hoided down, wasn't it? Well, they played in white, didn't they? They played in that white kit, and it was a filthy pitch. And yeah, didn't, didn't they have trouble? Didn't they? Didn't I'm sure they were. They were due to fly back that there was there were that yeah. something yeah. something in my mind about the ad issues getting back that night. Yeah. But um on uh, Greenwood Rogers and Silvera are I think all fall into that kind of same category of player where we, we've we've seen flashes of what they're capable of. There's there's no doubt yeah. in the talent. The question at this stage, and this is no slight on them, this I think this is just natural for a footballer of, of that type and at that stage of their career and their age. It's consistency, isn't it? And and, yeah. and be delivering week in, week out, especially starting games. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair to Greenwood, he had had two very good games, hadn't he, prior to Saturday when it just didn't really happen for him at all. Um, Silvera hasn't had many opportunities as a starter. And in, and in fairness, when, he, when it has, he's not looked as effective as when he's been coming off the bench. It's certainly in league games I'm talking about. Um, and then Rodgers, as I say looked a bit lost as a 10 right at the start of the season. But I think now is is a much more confident, much better player than he was. And that's why I think he's he's maybe he's maybe earned himself a, a, a new look, if you like, because I think I think he is a different player now than than the player we saw in those first two or three games when when it, when it just wasn't working. Um so yeah, 
you're absolutely right. I don't think any of the three yet are at a point where you can say, well, you know, they're absolute nailed on starters. They're they're the finished article. They're there. They're clearly not. And 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 that's just a that's just a, a factor of the stage they're at in the career. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're not going to be consistently playing at high level. Otherwise, they probably you know the greatest one in the world. They probably wouldn't be a borough. They'd have been picked up by one of the big boys if they were at that level already at the age they're at. Um, so, um, yeah, th- there's decisions to be made there. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Carrick will probably go back to Greenwood at the weekend. But I think it's not it's not a decision that... I think whichever one he picked, you'd probably say, right, OK, well, let's see what they can do. Because, you know, I, I don't think any of them at the moment are at a markedly higher level than the others. Yeah, we said this last week, but I, or a couple of weeks back. Feels like a pretty big game again, I think, tomorrow because um, obviously that the high of of Exeter, but there are eight games between eight league games between now and the Port Vale game, um, and 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 the whole kind of feel. You know, you think of how the mood changed between that start of the season and Borough's winning winning run. The whole kind of mood and, and feel around the club can 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 be completely different then to what it is now, depending on what the results are like between now and then. Either, you know, Borough will yeah. hopefully end of Christmas right in the mix and on the back of a of a good run. But it feels like the Plymouth game, on the back of that Stoke defeat, you just want to get back on the horse, though, and you get back to winning ways immediately. You don't want to kind of lose that league momentum that was so impressively built before last week's defeat. Yeah, and I think, I think probably even more so with the fact that, and I know... I know probably Carrick and, and the rest of his coaching team aren't really thinking of like this, but you've got a you've got another the final international break in two games time, yeah. haven't you? Now, having lost at Stoke, if you then go and get a negative result against Plymouth, you've got a really hard game coming up before the international break, directly before. So, um, you know, all of a sudden that there's the potential that you're going into two the, you know two more weeks off because it feels like. It, it's you know it's just been a constant breaks so far this season on on a bit of a downer when when the last month has been so positive in general so um yeah I, I think it is I think it's certainly important Borough don't lose at the weekend a draw is not a great result but it's not a disastrous one either I don't think um but I think it's a game you certainly want to be taking something from especially given that after starting reasonably brightly Plymouth have of um of of you know are starting to look like a promoted team if you like aren't they you know they they they're starting to look like they're going to have a relegation battle on their hands which wasn't necessarily the case in the first month of the season I, I thought I thought we'd be talking about a Neil Warnock return to the yeah. championship this time last week that seemed pretty set didn't it a couple of the reports have seen seemed um you know one of them where you you know where it's come from and it seems pretty yeah. certain that it's going to happen but. QPR went the other way. It it it's already that, that kind of managed. It's always October, isn't it? October, November in the championship yeah. where clubs start to panic. And well, I'll tell you, I tell you, we saw just on a bit of a digression. I tell you, but, but on man, I tell you who we saw on Tuesday night who came over to the press box and uh, shook myself and Mark Drury from Tees, who was sat next to us by the hand, and Maddo who was just along for him, um, and who, um. Well, we asked we asked about the possibility of some kind of managerial move sooner than you might have thought. Come well, on, let, let, me have a get, let me have a. Oh, I'm going to need a, a former Borough player. Yeah, George. Gorgeous George. Oh, was he there? Was he an excellent? George, yeah, he, I tell you what, he was looking dapper. 
He was <laughs> looking dapper. Yeah, and he's yeah. obviously a Bristol Rovers where Joey Barton's just disappeared. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah so we kind of saying, look, you know, is, is there a coach and role here? And, and he he kind of looked a little bit coy. I, I think I think he wants to play. I think he wants to play for as long as he possibly can. But he's had injury issues. He was saying he's he was saying he's back to fitness. But I think in his words, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he was effectively saying, but we'll have to see how fit that actually is. You know, I think I think he knows that he's coming towards the end of his playing days. He's had a pretty rough run of injuries. And I don't think he really knows quite what level he's going to be at in terms of injury and fitness-wise when he comes back. But I think he wants to give it as much of a chance as he possibly can. But, I mean, there, if, if there's ever a candidate who's going to surely go into management or something like that. It's him. I mean, I I think he somewhere down the line, I think he'd make an absolutely ideal director of football or something like that because he's so bright. He's such a student of the game and everything. But yeah, he did uh, he did want us to pass on his good wishes to the Borough fans. So, yeah. Um, I don't know whether he watches or listens. I messaged him at the at the summer to try and get him on and his answer suggested that he didn't watch or listen. <laughs> <laughs> but if he does... Um, He's always welcome as a special Always guest. welcome. Yeah, he's we did say that. Him. Yeah. We did say that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think he yeah. promised, I think he promised Mark, he, he said he promised Mark a chat first at the B. Yes. So yes. we'll we'll happily we'll happily play second we'll get him on. Oh, we will. We'll get him on. We'll definitely get George on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, we digress, but there we go. Um just 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 quickly before we wrap up the injury, injury news. It, we might be surprised tomorrow, but it doesn't seem that the likes of Marcus Force and Darren no, and, and that's a worry, isn't it? That's a worry. I mean, so McGree's got this foot issue, hasn't he? Um, that was your season, by the way, last time I we talked. <laughs> I, could have a run out. I, could, I feel like I could have a run out on Saturday. <laughs> so, mind's clear. Yeah, whatever I've been doing, Riley McGree needs to start doing too. Pass it on, pass it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sp- spending about four hours a day in a car for every night. That shouldn't help, <laughs> it seems to him. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean that's a worry in that in that it sounds like it's kind of day to day, and some days he's all right, some days he's not. Well, that's difficult when you want to get back to regular competitive action, isn't it? And then, and then yeah, both Lenahan and Force sound like they're still, you know, still. Well, it, it's getting to the stage now where it's going to be after the international break, isn't it? Yeah, you know, for, for any of the three really, but but it is a worry that those injuries have been dragging on. Definitely. I was going to say this this November international break, I always think feels unnecessary. Um, yeah. It feels like it comes too soon after the October one and, and yeah. kind of stops Stop. getting this track. And it doesn't but, help. From, I mean, I know I know some countries have massive games coming up in this double header, so there will be some ding-dongs, but it doesn't help that England have already qualified and are playing at home to Malta on a Friday night and, you, the big and, one. Then, going, and then going to North Macedonia, already <laughs> qualified, and you're thinking, my goodness me, what are those games going to be like? But it feels like, doesn't it, for, for all that it does feel a bit unnecessary, for the likes of Force and McGree and, and Lenahan, I mean, we'd, we'd assume McGree's not going to go away with Australia if they're playing a game, but the, um, the, that might do them. Good, mate. Just well, a couple of weeks to take stock, really, and give them if more. If they time. weren't to be back for That's the good. first game back after the international break, then alarm bells really would be ringing then because they'll have been out for what a month and a half then. Certainly, McGree mm-hmm. and Lenahan, and and for injuries that you know at the time were portrayed as 
not innocuous, but, oh, you know, a couple of weeks, they'll be back. Well, if suddenly that's become six weeks, that has to be a worry. So, yeah, the international break should, all things being equal, you would hope, allow them to get back straight away afterwards. And like I say, if they're not, they're not in the squad list for that first game back after the international break, then that would have to be a worry. What do we reckon tomorrow then? Uh, I think Borough win. I think they've got enough about them. I'm a bit warped here from having watched <laughs> Tuesday night, I think. But I'm going to go 2-1 Borough, but with the game being won by subs coming off the bench in the second half. Well, I, think it, I think it might be you know fairly tight for an hour. But then I think what Carrick has got now is the ability to change it and the ability to change it in the attacking third by bringing on players who are full of confidence and can make a difference. So I'll go 2-1 Borough, but it wouldn't surprise me if a Rodgers or a Silvera got the winner coming off the bench. Well, you've, you've, you've led me in nicely there, just as though we planned this, because when rather than if you pick up your, your copy of the Echo on Saturday morning, or if, you, if you're logging online, obviously, to read our stuff, um, the, you'll read Michael Carrick talking about why Borough have, have impressed as a second-half team this year, because I, I asked him about it yesterday, but if the, if the league table was purely on determined by the second half of games this year. Yeah. Borough, Borough would be third. And I think yeah, it's less maybe Leeds to behind. And and I asked Carrick, you know, why, why is that the case? Because it's not just in league games. You know, the cup game, at yeah. Exeter, for example, yeah. in the week, a Bolton, the scored late to, to, to win a 3-1 there, the scored late twice. Um, and Carrick said it's a number of reasons, really. Physically, it probably shows that conditioning-wise, Borough are exactly where they need to be. And, and, yeah. and you know, that the... the um, the well equipped for the full 90 of games, but also mentally. And I think a good example is the Birmingham game where um, Borough didn't panic really. That they, they, they know yeah. that they might have to wear teams down, they might have to be patient, and that yeah. <clears throat> games might well be won in the final quarter rather than the first half. Um, and the other thing, and obviously Carrick didn't bite on this, I think there's got to be something for what he's saying at half time because it was the same last year, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, think of the comebacks last year at Norwich. And Blackburn and the late shows at home. What whatever well, was, he's saying at half time has, has worked. It was pretty instant at the start of the second half in Exeter. And and listen, you know, football analysis is so advanced now that they will have, you know, they'll have um a million and one metrics that they're hitting and this, that, and the I thought that one of the fundamental things in the second half was. It was almost as if Carrick had said to his attacking players, look, just get at them. Just get <laughs> the ball, run at them and have a shot. Because that inevitably then creates a bit of urgency. It gets you on the front foot. It creates a bit of momentum. Whereas everything in the first half just felt ponderous. They were making bad decisions in the final third because I thought they were trying to be far too clever. They were looking for passes <clears> that weren't there. Whereas in the first five minutes of the second half, both Rogers and Silvera got their head down, ran at a defender and either crossed the ball or had a shot. And it just changed the dynamics of the game. And listen, I'm sure Michael Carrick's far cleverer than, than, he, than he just says that at halftime. But <laughs> it felt like that was a big part of it. It really, really did. I, I fancy Borough to, you know, whether it's a late show um, in the second half again or whether or whether Borough... Borough make it easier for themselves and us watching and, and, and course to it in the first half. I, I fancy Borough to get the job done, done. tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right, because 
as I have discovered, it's a hell of a long way back if they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be a long schlep back on that Saturday night, mate. It's going to be podcasts galore and phone calls to anyone who's in my phone book. So if I'm ringing at half yes. 11, just, just answer. Just answer, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. stuck somewhere about Walsall coming across and you need, uh, you need a bit of a boost. Yeah, well, I hope it's a better drive back than I was at Old Trafford for Man United Newcastle on Tuesday. That M62, God. Yeah, brutal at the best of times. Yeah, well, there's no um, there's no long stretches of roadworks between here and Plymouth. I'll give you that. So you should <laughs> just long, just long stretches of road. <laughs> long stretches of road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. No, to it. it'll be good. No, it'll be good. I, 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 we say this, Christ. I'm, I'm getting paid to be down it there. It's working exactly for the fans. Exactly, for the fans yeah. who've gone, you know, I spoke oh, to I spoke to someone in the gym. A couple of weeks back, who was doing them both there and back on the day. I, I know yeah. the fans who've gone down and stayed down to do one is a mammoth effort. To well, do one of the two. Borough Press lads, Matt, he was saying that his dad um, was at Exeter and was getting it was on a coach and was getting the coach back. And I think it was doing about half four oh. in the morning, which is just incredible. You know what I mean? And like you said, to do all of that and then head back down to and, and to the to those that have stayed down. You know, I mean, I know that there was a. At least two or three family groups. Obviously, it's half term, which has helped a little bit, I think, maybe, because um, there was a couple of family groups I saw. But then again, you know, it's not cheap at all to do three or four nights down there and food and this, that and the other, and then the tickets for the games and all that. So, yeah, no, I, you know, staggering, really. Absolutely staggering. Well, and again, just be, finally, um, another another Borough line that's going to be online um, at some point this afternoon is Carrick absolutely waxing lyrical about the efforts of the fans and he yeah. and he has done every opportunity over the last few weeks i think what's clear is you know he he uh, carrick and the players do appreciate it. and he says they talk yeah. about it constantly um yeah. I, I think he gets i think you know some managers are so detached from it but that, that's not carrick at all he, he gets the financial commitment that it takes he gets the fact that people have jobs in the real world and can't just take time off when they want etc so no yeah absolutely um yeah, you know, I absolutely think he gets it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Just just a shout, if you haven't watched or listened yet, um, we did a special with Jonathan Franks earlier this week, who is assistant manager at Whitby Town now. Which I have watched and was I really enjoyed. Yeah, really he enjoyed. Play Bristol Rovers, George Friends Bristol Rovers. He on... was saying that, actually. He was yeah, saying that, that, um, that they're kind of ready for the fact that it's Whitby's biggest ever game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, if you haven't watched yet, please do. But Jonathan Franks is assistant manager at Whitby. Matty Bates is first yeah. team coach. Um, and Franks was talking about, you know, how good a player Bates was. And even after, was it four cruciate injuries, he was still wanted by Lee. Premier League clubs, which pretty Lee. much pretty much yeah. says everything. So hopefully we'll get hopefully we'll get Matty Bates on at some point in the next year. Yeah, he'll be a good chat. Sure. Really good chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, then as ever, um, please subscribe. Uh, leave any comments if you want us to discuss anything. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening on your podcast channels, then um, again, follow, rate, review, because that does us the world of good as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're going to Plymouth, safe travels. If you're not going to Plymouth, but following from afar, have a great weekend.